before I forget, because I will forget. There you go. And have done that. That's always good. You know, when you're trying to keep all of your recordings and you forget to press that button. Yep. Been there, done that. <laughs> Had many a technician. Oh, supposed mm -hmm. to do something? Yes, you're the record op. <laughs> Beer. I'm your host, Victorious Villain, with my co-host Alan Heath Ledger, and we have our special guest, Mr. Evan. How you doing, buddy? Fantastic. Wonderful. Love to hear that, especially during these times where everybody just likes to give the answer of um living. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good answer, though. Living the dream, you know. Oh well, that was the previous. That was pre-COVID answer. Now it's just living. Now it's just living. I can get on board with that. Yeah. Yes. So, guys, if you have our, if you're just tuning into our show, uh, we are a a bunch of entertainment folks who love to talk about entertainment business. We love talking about backstage shit. We love talking about the inner and outers of what it means to be in the business and the really funny and stupid shit that happens when we're in it. And we're doing it while we're drinking alcohol. This is a happy hour because why the fuck not? We do it anyway after every show, so let's do it now. Let's do it on the air. Join us, get your drink, get comfortable, because we're in for another fan-fucking-tastic hour of drinking and talking about the entertainment business. So, in, in true spirit of the things, we talk about what we're drinking. Today, myself, I am drinking this lovely concoction of screwball peanut butter whiskey with a splash of chocolate vodka, a splash of whipped cream vodka, and a splash of almond vanilla unsweetened almond milk. Oh it tastes God. like fucking coffee. I am not even shitting you. It tastes like coffee. It shouldn't taste like coffee, but it tastes like coffee. I can't explain huh. it. The screwball by itself like has a really nice peanut butter finish. Like, yep. not, not just any peanut butter. It's like the smooth. Like Reese's. Almost, not quite. Reese's, I feel like, has like almost like a, I don't know. It, it's still too chunky. Like, like screwball whiskey is like smooth, smooth peanut butter. Like very smooth peanut butter. No crunch whatsoever, just smooth peanut butter. And it's all in the after, the after, after you've already swallowed it all down, it just lingers forever. But yeah, came up with this little concoction. I was just a little surprised. It kind of like looks like... Yeah, it kind of looks like watered down, like overly milked uh, latte. It does. But it's all alcohol. Huh. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm impressed. <laughs> that's, a, that's an excellent sounding drink. It tastes really good. I'm not going to lie. I could still taste the peanut butter. Don't get me wrong. But like the first initial impression, you're just like, that's coffee. <laughs> There's no coffee in this, but it tastes like coffee. Sweet latte coffee. Hmm. Leggy, what are you drinking? I am double fisting. Uh, <laughs> eh, phrasing? Are we doing phrasing? Yeah, we're still doing phrasing. Oh, good. Red Stripe because Red Stripe is beer and the High West whiskey that tastes like you're drinking a campfire. Mm. You know, I remember you talking about that last show. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. And because it's a sipping whiskey, I'm not going to like pound it, but mm. that's really nice. 
Le- Leggy only drinks when he's had a rough, uh, drinks hard liquor when he's had a rough day. All right, so we'll have a little bit of whiskey or bourbon if it's been a good day, too. <laughs> Every day. Can't but I'll still have, I will still have a beer. That's just yeah. going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> hey, you got to have something to wash it down. All right, Evan, what are you drinking, sir? Well, today I, I brought two. So I picked one up today um, just to, to, but I started sipping on, I got some, uh, the 1942 or 1792 full proof. So it's actually a 124 proof bourbon, 125 proof. So it's a, it's a killer. It's a small sip, small sip, Um, a lot of, a lot of flavor in it. Really, really good. But I also brought this one too. It's a Balcones Texas rye. And it actually has a chocolate malt flavor in it. And the more you drink it, the more chocolate malt flavor you get. It's really, really good stuff. Huh. Interesting. Um, yeah. Well, you certainly have more cojones than I do because I could not handle those higher proofs. Uh, my constitution just wouldn't allow it. It's it's fun stuff. The higher <laughs> the proof, the more flavor you get. So I like it. You know, and it, when it comes to hard liquor, everybody's tastes are different, right? Mm-hmm. We all know this. And some people prefer that kind of stuff. Other people don't. Like, Leggy's drinking a campfire whiskey. Um, yes. I may not like it. Uh, because personally, like I like, for example, I don't like PD scotches, right? Hard bag. Evan likes PD scotches. Um, so I mean, it's 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 hard to say. Like it, it could sound really good, but then you start tasting, you're just like, oh god, no, no. I had some neighbors try the screwball, and they they immediately said it tasted like coffee, and they hate coffee. So how how, how no. No, I'm sorry. I don't buy that anyone hates coffee. I don't buy it. It's true. Refuse to believe it. I've met a few of them. Refuse to believe it. I feel bad for them. They obviously don't work in our industry. I mean, (laughs) well, I know a guy who can't drink coffee. Like, he literally can't consume caffeine. His body, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I mean, he cannot drink caffeine, which I'm just like, you poor, poor soul. You poor soul. I don't know how you do it, but good on you. Shit, he'll he'll eat desserts like nobody's business. <laughs> like you can't have caffeine. No, absolutely not. Don't try to sneak it in because, like, apparently, if he even has the tiniest amount of caffeine, like he is, he is he is off the walls. He is on somebody who's just combined a whole lot of high level drugs, and they are all uppers. And he is gonna go. He is, uh, Speedy Gonzalez. If he if he drank a fucking cup of coffee. You wouldn't see it ever. <laughs> He'd be vibrating if he tried to st- stand still. I had a few uh, guys that I wish I could do that too. We had, we had some guys that uh, that worked for one in particular, and he we always said he was like a hundred ping pong balls in a dryer most of the time. That's how we uh, we wow. reference that one. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, before we uh before we get formally started, I gotta I gotta riff Leggy a little bit here. He's he's been he's been slacking on his audio duties. Um That's me. He, he was uh he was letting a couple of uh names slip on our last I, podcast and I feel awful about that. That's like I <laughs> I should I, I always I always like listen to it, go back. If I even think I hear something, I go back like a minute to make sure. I can't believe I missed two. You did. That hurts. That hurts mm. for me. Yeah. Mm. 
well, and it was so funny because I was listening to it because it was our piecemeal uh, episode. We had lost entire episodes of footage. And so we had to piecemeal a show together of stuff where uh, before we get recording with other guests, him and I are usually just shooting the shit, um, uh, a random bunch of stuff. We want to see how the show's going to go before the guest signs and make sure the guests not have any trouble getting on, blah, blah, blah. And so, um, yeah, so it's it's literally the the section I was listening to, I was just like, oh my gosh, this one section is so old. Like, I remember when we did it and I'm like... <laughs> We've, at this point, we, we've, we've released six episodes. Um, so that's, a, that's rough, almost two months worth of uh, episodes that we shot. So this was like two months old. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't, I remember talking about it, but damn. And uh, <laughs> that's why so, I liked it. it yeah, it was, it, it, don't get me wrong. It was, it was cute. It was funny. There were, there were times where I started busting up laughing. And I, and I got to say, Leggy, there's times where you, your timing and that, and some of the early stuff, it was making me laugh so hard because you just randomly, <laughs> just out of the blue, got just super close to your microphone. You're just like, you're fucked. You're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I was having a good time listening to the show. Uh, Hus dude hasn't heard any of the show, so he was listening to it too. And then I heard the names. And I'm like, <gasps> my blood ran cold. <laughs> cold. I was like, oh, snap and this has been released since last friday and i'm like how many people listened to this episode and heard those names i'm like thank god we're not that great you know we're not popular yet but damn that's one of those things you just don't want to hear it so i call i text him i was like yeah uh you screwed up you screwed up oil yeah that was me well i haven't had a chance to go back and listen to the older ones yet um definitely on my list uh to do what kind of sound effects do you use to bleep them out? It better be good. Oh, it's just a, I, I mean, I, it's just, I, I have a, a standard beep and it just gets funnier as the drunker you get, as the drunker we get, because yeah. it just becomes okay. like this constant, like broken sentence of, you know, of uh, or beeps. just one long, yeah. Yeah. Okay. one okay. long beep. Like, we're like, oh my God, how drunk were we when we recorded this? Holy shit. <laughs> Literally a quarter, a quarter of the show is bleeps. <laughs> we need to time this. How long are the bleeps? Damn. And right now we're working on, uh, I'm going to be working on the video footage, try to get all this stuff on YouTube. So, you know, hopefully we can get some more followers that way. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I, I just, I, I probably won't do the full bleeps i'll probably just mute but yeah the, the the beeps get pretty funny especially if you're if you're already drinking when you do this and you're just like wait are they yeah. are they bleeping the cursing what are they bleeping there's so much bleeping if they're bleeping the cursing they missed a lot of it <laughs> i don't know how they missed so much of it and yet here's some where they just did they fall asleep well, I gotta say, I'm I'm feeling a little off, especially as an AV person. I mean, my lighting is terrible. I didn't set my lights up. I didn't hook my I didn't hook my microphone up. I didn't, you know, I'm just going. I'm raw dog in here, so I'm, I'm feeling terrible. Would it make yeah. you feel any better to say that uh, this? Hold on, let's do this. Go to there we go and turn that off. Make you feel any better? Yes, it does. Because right now I'm it. Right now I'm set up on a plastic table in my extra room, and there's a baby mattress sitting over to one side, and a bunch of <laughs> piles of clothes that we're giving away on the other side. So, 
Guys, don't say that we're not all professionals here. We're totally professionals. Totally yeah. professional. I'm in a, a <laughs> basement dugout area with a bunch of pipes over my head, crammed into a corner on a glass Ikea desk with a, a wooden Ikea furniture piece holding the rest of my shit. Oh, it was a riot. Yeah. And boxes and the green screen, which is just a piece of fabric that's just kind of nailed to the wall. You know, I'm going like it, super I, professional. Was it the episode that we lost or was it one that we actually posted where um, all we kept hearing was running water? Oh, that was the one we lost. Oh, that was the one we lost. Okay, so yeah, the, the one we lost, like, um, I'm having to, like, message him in the chat because it is so distracting. All you can hear uh, is just constant running water. Like, you're like, where the fuck? Now, I can control half of it because half of the pipes are mine. The other half are my neighbors. So I do, every once in a while, have to kind of go like that so I can hear what's going on because these are actually surprisingly great at hearing things. Shit microphone, great at hearing shit. Right, your headphones, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I hooked my GoPro up, uh, but I couldn't find an extension cord in time, so I'm running off the battery, so it's probably going to die about three-quarters <laughs> of the way through, and I'm going to have to switch back to the stock computer camera. But I was like, at least I got the GoPro out, you know. Hey, man. That better than nothing. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And, and, you know, mine's nothing special. I'm sitting at, I'm sitting at my desk. I do have a green screen up behind me. Um, and if, if I were to remove the green screen, you'd see my dining room. Uh, no, no one ever said that shooting a podcast was glamorous. We're not in a radio station. We don't have high tech equipment. Granted, I, I have, I have a nice microphone. It makes me sound nice on the podcast. I don't have oh, yeah. echoes, you know, and the green screen really helps to contain all the echoes and stuff. But yeah. uh, otherwise, like, yeah, there's there's nothing professional about this. Come on, we're all flying ah. by the seat of our pants. We all don't know what the fuck we're doing. Come on, I like, we do not. Nobody we has a plan. <laughs> the way I've ran my career for the last ten years, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's so the way we, we all are. run our career. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Does anybody spend their time when they get a new guy to try to scare the living shit out of them just to see them get more excited about it? I, I used to um, before I became a trainer, and then I kind of pulled back on doing that. Um, I used to I used to try and throw them around in the lift basket all the time, and oh, that was my favorite thing to do. Oh yeah, that's that's always a great time. There's there's nothing than watching the fear of death, and suddenly you, you have uh, uh, a fairly dark skinned fellow suddenly go like ghost white. Yeah. I've seen that four times, and I'm just like, okay, everybody. Now I'm a pale person. Uh, it takes a lot to get me to like freak out, but I, I I try to imagine what it's like if I were to suddenly just go pale, because I'm already ghostly. Hey. Where's, the, <laughs> where's the blood gonna go? <laughs> um, I don't know. How, yeah, it's all the beeps, but um. Yes, that big show. Uh, yes, there was. Uh, okay, you weren't there my first year. My first year was way worse. What you saw was actually way calmer, way calmer, uh, Vic, than than what you saw. But I still needed the drinks. Don't get me wrong; the drinks were necessary. It was still, <laughs> it was still a shit show. Yeah, <laughs> I won't deny that. But. Um, I say comparatively, I didn't go as pale nearly as much as I did that first year. But if anyone had ever seen me gone pale, yes, Evan, you were probably the one to see me do it. <laughs> I just don't know where it goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, 
I, I, I have like a slightly rose in my cheeks, you know, just because that's that's literal blood just trying to pump through. And uh, I just wonder where the fuck it goes. I, I have no idea. <laughs> like it recedes, recedes into the depths of my black soul. <laughs> that too. Mm-hmm. I, I was talking with a director today. Uh, I had the opportunity to uh, pick up some work, um, which I found out there's a lot more going on than I than I originally thought, but that's fine. I uh, am technically still uh, collecting monies elsewhere and um, other people need it who aren't collecting monies elsewhere. So I'm like, you know what, go ahead and give it to them, but don't forget me, motherfuckers. And, uh, you know, I was... I was talking with that director and, you know, we were just, we were talking about the whole situation and, you know, apparently we're, we're, we're seeing more live shows. They're coming. I, I see them on my Facebook groups. I, they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're coming back. Yes. And now, and guys, uh, the day of this, the day that we're shooting this, uh, which is uh, May 13th, 2021, the CDC just lifted the mass mandate for people who are vaccinated. completely lifted so you guys are probably going to be hearing this uh a week from now uh this is this is but this is the day that we were filming this particular episode and the cdc has finally lifted the mask mandate for vaccinated persons obviously there's lots of concerns of people faking their vaccinations but you know cheers to us who we have gotten our vaccinations Mm -hmm. team pfizer all the way right here Uh, moderna Moderna. Moderna here Hus dude is Moderna. It's like, doesn't matter at this point. Did you get the vaccine? Congratulations. You deserve a Seriously. award. You deserve an award. You get, a, you get an award. It's called, you get to walk outside without a mask. Boom. Truth. Boom. And so if, if you don't know the reason why uh, they lifted the mask mandate, it's because people who are vaccinated, especially with Moderna, with the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine, we do not shed the virus because they didn't use the virus. They used mRNA, and which only just tells the body, hey, be prepared, start making stuff to fight this, but they never actually introduced the illness into us so we don't shed it, thus we are allowed to take our masks off. So that's the whole reason I'm grateful. Uh, this, this type of study using mRNA is actually newer. It's a lot newer because mm. the old technique was to get the virus introduced to the body, build immunity. Yep. But the mRNA vaccine is literally new and it's working. And it, it just spells so much for the future of vaccines in general. So, you know, more power to it. Let's hope we never see this type of pandemic again. Let's hope we never get shut down again. And mm-hmm. let's fucking Please. move forward and fucking go party and goddamn concerts and festivals and get shitty ass drunk oh, and be happy as fuck. Concerts! There oh, is a mean? huge concert that's going to happen in Sacramento in October. They've already booked it. Huge names. I might actually drive to Sacramento, which, you know, I'm going to drive to Sacramento. That For anyone who lives in California, that's a huge deal. But it looks awesome. I might go. You mean you guys quit having uh, concerts and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we didn't. I, I mean, everything was status quo down here. So, <sighs> I actually, I the only yeah. thing that went away was my job. That was it. <laughs> well, that was everybody, every single person. Unfortunately, I survived that one. Yes, 
So, you know, we're, we're going to be continuing to be incredibly grateful. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to reach out to people in terms of, all right, look, but I want to hear touring stories. I want to hear all the, all the fun shit. Let's, let's focus back on the positives, why we love doing what we do. And let's share that on the air. Let's share your stories on the air and, and get it out there because it's, it's worth talking about. People don't know that this shit happens the way that it happens. And we, that's why we're here. So. Yeah. All All right. So, um, all right. All right. I'm, I'm going to hop off that soapbox now. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but it's a good soapbox to be on though. It's a little sudsy. Yeah. Sorry. Mm But uh, Evan, you were um, you were talking about weddings. You do a lot of weddings. Obviously, we uh, we know that you have been a rigger a long time as well. But you also uh, do weddings. Uh, go ahead and share what you do at the weddings um, so, because it's very specific. Sure. So at the weddings, typically I, I'm the I'm the man behind the scenes at the weddings. Um, we uh, I work with a uh, production team team here in, uh, in quotes here in Texas. Um, we actually started with one wedding band, um, about eight years ago and have since, um, really in the past four years have started our own label. We have about five bands that can play anytime they can all, they're all interchangeable. They can all do the same stuff. So we can book out five weddings in a given night. We actually, since we've started coming back the last two weekends in a row, we've actually had six bands out every Saturday night for the last three weeks. Wow. Shit. So that gives you an idea of what, I mean, we're a, we're a higher end wedding band. We typically play higher end weddings. You know, we, we cost in the neighborhood of eight to 10 grand a night for our band. And we're, we started out as a Motown soul and funk band. And yes, we yes. actually, we actually have started dabbling, doing more of the top 40. We even started a uh, 90s, basically boy band type tribute. Um, and they're phenomenal. They're fucking phenomenal. Um, they're I, my favorite band to work for. You can't deny the boy band. Oh, man. That is uh, awesome. I'll, go, I'll <laughs> go karaoke or something. If somebody jumps on the karaoke mic and they're singing NSYNC or something, you, yep. you know half the bar is still, it's tearing up my head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that stuff. I mean, the people that are getting married now grew up in that era. Yes. And that's the music that they want to hear. And they, they just have a blast with it. And we're actually getting yeah. ready to start a karaoke wedding band. Oh, there um, you go. As well. Yeah. So a live. Oh, karaoke so um we've got a lot of irons in the fire and i i'm the guy i I take the trailer we have five different trailers they're all stacked with the same exact gear in every trailer (laughs) i go i pick it up i drive to the gig i set it up i run their audio for them and then tear it down at the end of the night um but yeah it's a i do the audio for the ceremonies and all that stuff and we just have a good time and all kinds of fun stories we've traveled I mean, our band goes, if you got the money, we'll travel all over the world. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we, um, we have a standing gig up in uh, like some in Maine. Every year we go to Maine and play for some event. Uh, they even played with Huey Lewis one time. We've been out to right. Bain, yeah, Bainbridge Island a couple of times and done weddings out there. Um, so we do whatever we got to do, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, uh 
with, with what you were saying with the age group, it's, it's, you know, we're, we're looking at people who are marrying later in life. People are mm-hmm. taking their time now to get married and um, not, not saying that young people aren't getting married. They, they are getting married, but it, it's the time period of, it, again, that huge shift. I remember growing up and the radio being, Hey, it's the eighties, nineties and today, or the sixties, seventies, eighties, or I'm just like, wow, wow. That's, that sounds like really old stuff. And now it's like, oh, now we're that era. Yes, we're we are. Yep. <laughs> we are. We're the corny classic music rock. now. Like it's 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 all that stuff. And and you can't even call it classic rock. Hold yes, they can. Would you stop trying to yell in my podcast, Huz dude? <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> I'm sh- I'm actually shooting the podcast. I'm not just shooting the shit randomly. I actually have to record this. I love you. <laughs> I adore you more than anything, but I cannot hear you. I have my headphones on. Super professional over here. I, We're I, very so professional. professional. Oh, that's, We're 100% that's okay. professional yeah. here. So, <laughs> no, I, I have these headphones in and they like create their own atmosphere. Like I can't really hear much outside of it. And occasionally I can hear him subtly uh, uh, hum because he's trying to talk. And I'm like, I can't hear what he's saying. I know he's saying something. He's chiming in with the stuff that I'm talking about, but I'm like, I can't hear you. And the mic's probably going to pick you up, but I don't, not kind really. of, sort of, no. not really, not but really. still you can hear a, dis, a, a disembodied voice in the background trying to throw in his two cents about what the fuck classic rock is, which <laughs> classic rock is not really a genre. No, it's a time frame. Thank yep. you. Yes. Cause yes. I have, I have three children and they swear that classic rock is nineties. So. <laughs> classic rock is not the nineties for yeah. us, for us, yeah. for, for us, us. No, for them. It is not for us, but yeah, it's, it, it is funny that, uh, you know, when, when I look at, um, cause here in Texas, uh, cover bands, tribute bands are really big. Uh, tribute bands have like, jumped enormously like within like the last five years like mm-hmm. so many all over my facebook tribute 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 i'm just like shit man there's even a britney spears tribute band oh my god kidding? that's hilarious the lead singer mm-hmm. not even kidding you she she dresses herself like britney she wears a skimpy mm-hmm. costume she does costume change she has dancers bitch has dancers. wow like, and this is, is a cover band this oh, is yeah. a cover band yes good honor full mm-hmm. good honor Bolshebang. So it's a huge, huge thing. And it, you know, it's, and of course, you know, you have people on both sides who are just like, oh, well, why would you want to listen to a tribute band? That's just one genre of music. Why not just do a cover band where everybody's happy? And it's just like, well, actually, if you think about it, no one's fucking happy because it's, you know, depending on the time era. Yeah. They may or may not be happy. We get all that 80s soft rock crap, which means we have a lot of yacht rock now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yacht rock. <laughs> Shit's well, fucking terrible. I was telling uh, Ledge here before you got on that uh, we did a wedding two weeks ago. It was a high-end wedding at a very high-end resort here in Texas. And it was this girl and this guy, you know, getting married. Well, the, the bride's granddad was a very significant quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Mm several years ago and uh we'll just say his last name started with star and uh my my back hurts so um <laughs> and uh you know 
So there was a lot of money floating around this one. And the, one of the groomsmen happened to win the masters last year. So, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a high end. That kind of stuff happens a lot. Um, the former coach of the Dallas Cowboys was at one of our weddings. Um, we actually played a show in the Dallas Cowboys stadium in Jerry Jones's suite for the Dallas Cowboys for their Christmas party and got kicked off stage. And the person that came in to replace us was none other than, uh, um, Mr. Malone before he became, before he hit it big. Oh, what? I mean, that's okay to get kicked off stage for super cool dude, by the way. <laughs> He seems like a super cool dude. He was, he was legit. He like, he, and the, the sad thing is, is like me and the other guy that were there for the tech crew, we had, he was using our sound system. So we had to stay the whole entire time while the band got to go home. And we had to sit there and listen to a concert by this new upcoming artist who we had no clue who he was because he hadn't made it big yet. Yeah. Wow. It's like, you just never know, like who you're going to run into that suddenly just makes it big. Yeah. It was, that was pretty neat. That's, that's cool. But then those, those rich, the, the, the rich, rich events, like, yeah. Um, I remember a long time ago watching a TV show about teenagers, rich, rich, rich teenagers and their birthdays, like 16th and 18th Mm -hmm. birthdays. Right. You know, stuck up little bitches. And, uh, they, Kanye West, when he was still up and coming, that's how old this episode was, showed up for a 16-year-old's birthday party. She wasn't sure she was going to get him. It was a surprise by her dad. But Kanye West, when he was just starting to make it big. Yeah, we we did a show. And this was for my employer that I'm furloughed from now. <laughs> um. <laughs> There's a prominent lawyer here in uh, in Texas and in Central Texas, um, mostly San Antonio. He had a birthday party and rented out the convention center in San Antonio and had Maroon Five come in to play and didn't feel Whoa. that that was that was enough and asked his meeting planner, "Can we get Post Malone to show up?" He's like. <laughs> I've got I've got an extra four four million dollars. Do you think he'll do it for that? What? <laughs> Call so the, the booking agent first. You can save yourself a shit ton of money. <laughs> so the uh, the only reason that Malone didn't show up for this event is because he was bookending concerts back to back, and he would have had to do a red eye in to do a one hour gig and fly back out and he just Uh, couldn't fit it in but he wanted to do it because the money was so good yeah i mean yeah (laughs) yeah yeah oh my gosh those are the kind of like we had we had one we did uh the grand total was was 1.3 million dollars i think it was a new year's eve wedding at the downtown austin they did a wedding and they shot fireworks off the top of the in downtown that's austin cool. yeah. that's really cool that's i mean really just really stuff like that has had over the last six years just it, it's amazing working with uh rich people i mean there's a, there's been a handful of them that have been really super cool people but mm-hmm. most of them have been self-centered assholes you know with a <laughs> well and you know what I think is funny is that the the downfall about wedding bands is uh, when you guys have to book a venue like it's I, I feel like it's a crapshoot 
for you guys when it comes to the venue in terms of you have only a slight idea of what you're rolling into, but you should mm-hmm. know. And it's like, okay, uh, we're taking bets on the drive there. All right, we're taking bets. Um, so you, you bet on the horse. Is there going to be a roll-up door? Is there going to be, uh, is, there, is the stage going to be built when we get there? Is, is there going to be power? Mm-hmm. Is there going to be any of this shit that we need? Or did somebody tell them all you guys needed was just a quick 20-amp drop and that's all you needed? There's only, I can count on my hand, probably, and you know, I've done hundreds of weddings. I can probably count on two hands how many times I've struggled with power. And I can tell you they've all been in hotels. (laughs) Of course. And they've all been managed by a certain company. A company that that does things. Well, yeah. And that, those are the biggest problems I've ever had with this wedding band was those those gigs. That's so interesting because you think that it wouldn't be too much of a problem, but it is. Well, once we show up and they find out who I am, then all of a sudden they'll roll out the you know the silver platter and and they're all except okay. Here in Dallas, except we except, don't do that here for you in Dallas. Except the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dallas with except a certain this, couple of people except this one particular hotel who's prone to weddings uh um, yes. that's the only one where we tell you to go get fucked exactly yeah because fuck you and your credentials man you ain't worth shit yeah <laughs> you know yeah you know that story I, of course yes, I know do. that story I know that's that story way too one. well it's I, years old but for some reason continues to bleed like a you don't know that one I don't, but that's because I'm not there. So. Should I should I go through this story and tell it from All my right, end but, here? But be careful with the names. Careful with the I'll, names. I won't say I'll, a name. I'll, no, no, I'll no. do the best I can to edit things out. I mean, in general, otherwise it's going to be one long beep. Uh, yeah, I so, can. so the venue, the the, the yeah. I don't know. That, that, that could be a funny one. Just, just one beeps. long beep. I can I can do this because I do it in my uh, lift my lift training classes all the time and I leave a lot of names out so I've gotten pretty good at this one. I, um, I can promise that this is probably one of the forefront in his lift training courses. About, oh, absolutely! This is what you don't do, and yes. this is how you're going to piss off some people and never be allowed into a lift again. This is one of those stories, kids. So sit <laughs> sit back, get cozy, right next to the fire, cuddle up to next to a loved one, and here is the romanticized story of masterpiece theater with your host evan payne evan thank you evan please please sir please all right (laughs) so so for ledge here he he's unfamiliar with this one and the rest everybody listening um with this wedding band anytime that i would roll into a venue i would always make sure i would call around to find out who the audiovisual company that was contracted in that said hotel is just so I knew I wasn't breaking any rules or overstepping any yeah. bounds. You know, I was trying to do the courteous thing. That makes sense. Well, I found out from my boss that we indeed were the in-house AV provider for that venue. Um, but he was cool with it because I wasn't, you know, overstepping anything. But he did say, hey, I got a couple of riggers in there doing some pin spotting and air wall stuff. So why don't you check in on them? you know, just see how things are going and, and report back to me how it went? Cool, dude. I got you, man. No problem. So we roll in there, you know, we loaded the show in, no issues, you know, everything had already been done. 
So as we start to load out, um, one of the lead riggers of the area walks in and up to the stage, has no clue who I am. And he's completely out of uniform, you know, ratty jeans, untucked shirt, you know, just looking pretty shabby. And he's like, are these your extension cords on the ground? I'm like, no, they're the in-house AV companies. And I said, and he's like, okay, fine. So he goes and grabs a lift and drives over 200 foot extension cords and just crushes the shit out of them. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, this is the way this is going to be tonight. And so as I'm loading out, I'm watching what he's doing and he doesn't have the lift gate closed or anything. And he's just being stupid. And so I just, just test the waters. I say, Hey, um, you mind shutting your lift gate? And he turns around to me and looks and in front of the client and several vendors in the property, he goes, what the fuck did you say? And I'm like, could you shut your lift gate for me? He's like, who the fuck are you? And I went, <laughs> and I just kept my mouth shut for a second. And I'm like, uh, you know, I, I really do think you need to shut that lift gate. And he went, who the fuck are you? And I went, I'm actually a certified lift instructor and a mandated OSHA reporter. So I would really highly advise you shut that lift gate. And he goes, uh, you know, just give giving me a bunch of attitude and not every, tipping so, your hand. Yeah. Just no, certified no, lift just, okay. That's it. You know, sure. and I leave it at that. And so he's driving around and every time he'd climb into the lift, He'd yell at me from across the ballroom. Granted, all the clients are still in the room. I'm closing my fucking gate across the room. And I was like, I, and the guy that's with me helping me load out, I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. And he's like, doesn't he work for you? And I'm like, yeah, technically, yeah, he does work for me. <laughs> um, and he's like, are you going to do anything about that? And I'm like, not yet. I'm going to see where this goes. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play this thing out. We all want to see where it goes. And so, yeah. And so then his downrigger climbs on the back steps of the lift and rides it across the ballroom with him. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm watching this happen. You know, and all the while he's yelling at me, you know, across the ballroom about him closing the fucking gate and everything. So we, we finish up our loadout. And I, I looked to the guy who's helping me. I'm like, look, I got to go in and talk to this guy. I can't leave this like this. Um, so I walk up to him and I'm like, hey, by the way, I am, I'm actually technically your boss. And I have such and such position with this company. And I know who manages this area and he's going to get a call. And he turned white as a ghost. Um you should have told me who you were about. I said, it doesn't matter who I am. You shouldn't have treated anybody that way. And so we kind of butted heads for a while, went round and round. And I ended up calling. He ended up getting his lift card revoked, almost got fired. <laughs> the other person got their lift, revoked, lift card revoked. They had to take the class over again. So now fast forward about a year and a half. And I go up to Dallas to go and cover for a show and help out. Victor's villain here. And guess, <laughs> guess what room they put me in and what lead rigger is in that room that I have to manage. <laughs> My favorite guy in the world. Oh, so he hates me, you know, yep. just, he, he just absolutely hates me. But the other person that was the down rigger, she's come around and she kind of understands what's going on. And she actually, we have a 
fairly decent working relationship. She understands and, and we're, we work okay together. I know there's still friction there, but at least we can function. Every time I show up in Dallas now, they put me in a room with that guy. Unfortunately, yeah, that just kept happening. And then, because <laughs> the thing is, is that he would come back for this big show. Uh, he came back like I think two more times after that first time, right? Like mm-hmm. after three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the thing is, is that it wasn't it wasn't necessarily on purpose, but it was it was because the client asked for him to be in the room. Oh, so after the first time, he they kept asking him to be the same person the mm-hmm. same go to. So he he didn't necessarily have a choice in the matter, and neither did we. It was just one of those things. <laughs> All well, the other properties that that happened, I can't I can't speak for that. So the last the last show that I did, I get a call from another of one of our coworkers who is drunk off his ass and can't show up to help out because a rigger called out and guess who the other rigger on that show was same guy. So I have to go in and it's just me and him rigging this show out. And it was, he, he actually calmed down a little bit and was like, Oh, you actually do know what you're doing. You show up for work and you helped me out at, you know, midnight when you didn't have to be here. So he kind of came down a couple pegs, but I don't think there's ever going to be a really good working relationship there. No, no, there was, just, there was a lot of, a lot of bad rubs there. Austin to Dallas. That's what? Two and a half hours. Uh, three and a half to four. Well, from where I, I live, I live uh, South Austin. So still a hell of a drive. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. But we usually kept him here like a week. Yeah. And when, whenever oh. he was brought up, we would keep him like a week. Like it wasn't, we didn't bring him up for uh, without a good reason. Like it was because we were like really show heavy. Usually we're talking, it was fall usually when it happened. We're talking hmm. like, you know, six, 800 motors going up in the city at the set at one time kind of thing. So yeah, when massive, we, that's massive. when we bring Palm Springs to LA. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So this was, this was one of those situations uh, for like three years straight where we just had these massive, massive shows come in and it was like, we didn't have a choice. We had to bring in the extra help. And uh, at the time, our region really needed a lot more managerial level of mm-hmm. folks and rigging and we just didn't have it. And it, it just made it very, very tough because, you know, our lead riggers were pulled really thin. We were having regular riggers having to act as leads because we were pulled so thin. It was just, it was a crazy, crazy time. Pre-COVID was, you know, we were slamming busy. And I know we've talked about this on this show, but we were seeing, um, you know, all of the top level stuff was booked. B level was completely booked. So we're starting to see C and D level production companies coming in because there's just mm-hmm. not enough. The sure. outside labor uh, folks, everybody was tapped. I mean, it was, it was, it was tough. It was, it was a really, really tough time. So yeah, we never brought him for less than a week. It was always like the full seven days and he was usually working every single fucking day. Yep. <laughs> every time I even out, I, did, I worked out in uh, Anaheim. Oh, I know that and show. Yeah. That was a nice seven day or out there in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. we. That was with, uh, I, I vouched for a uh, some people on that show, and it turned around to bite me in the butt. 
That'll be a fun story. But before we get into that story, we got to do a brief seg. We got to really quickly knock out a segment that we do on the show every episode. It is called 30 Seconds of Fury. <laughs> yes. Guys, if you don't know what 30 Seconds of Fury is, it means that we give uh, each one of us a 30 second platform to bitch about whatever, whatever is bugging you that day. I don't care what the fuck it is. It doesn't have to be entertainment related. Just bitch about it. But you get 30 seconds uninterrupted to completely bitch about it. And I mean, when I say bitch, I mean like James Woods bitch. Like get it all out as fast as humanly possible. Now, usually uh, me and Leggy go first to give our guests time to think about the thing that really bugs them. They would appreciate 30 seconds to bitch. And also it allows us to demonstrate what our technique is when we oh, do. Oh, I could go time. first. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's let Leggy go first. We're going to let Leggy go first because he does have a topic. Um, <laughs> and I, I still laugh at the, the, the last show that we uh, shot where when we lost all the footage, I had to remind you that uh, you had to redo your Glenn Danzig Oh uh, yeah, thirty seconds. And of still, fuck that guy. He's he was so excited. He was angry and excited in the span of three seconds. It was amazing. But let me pull up my 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 stopwatch here. Hold on a second. I'm gonna get you all taken care of there. All right, Leggy, are you ready? Yep. All right, the floor is yours. In three, two, one, go. Okay, same asshole that decided to cheat at the Kentucky Derby. All right, maybe it wasn't cheating, maybe it was, I don't know. But we're going to go back to the Glenn Danzig story here about cancel culture. Okay, number one, fuck you for cancel culture. And number two, your horse got caught cheating. That's not cancel culture. The left isn't trying to cancel you. Don't go on Fox News and say, we're trying to cancel you, I'm getting canceled. No, bro. You got caught cheating in a horse race. That ain't cancel culture. You fucking loser. Piss off. Um, 30 seconds i saw that the other day i was like you've got to fucking be kidding this is cancel culture no you just got caught bro dude the way that you described the horse taking steroids like it made it sound like he was like a 12 year old kid who just ran into someone's crack store and he was like really quickly just trying to take it like it was completely the horse's fault i'm suddenly picturing a family (laughs) guy episode of a horse trying to like crack with his hooves somehow and family guy would somehow make it fucking work that's literally what i pictured the minute that you said that oh i'll ne- i will not be able to get that out of my head the rest of this show i'm going to picture a, a horse nice. trying to light a lighter and trying to like crack like cookie monster trying to like cookies <laughs> like it was fucking crack early episode but yeah that was that was pretty funny oh my god it's uh, true though <laughs> I know that we've talked about it before, but I'm going to say it again. Cancel culture is not a real thing. It's only a real thing on Fox News. Truth. Uh-huh. And I do like that now to get people out of the um, the thing that happened on the 6th, they're actually trying to come up with a new medical term called foxitis. Swear to God. Wow. They're trying to get people out of that by saying they watched too much Fox News and their brain when something happened. They're calling it foxitis. Wow. But we're canceling people, so you know I don't. But, you I don't know, know. They what? What was his name? Uh, the Tucker guy on Fox News. What's his name? Fucker Barlson. I, I I don't know. What yeah, Tucker fuck? Carlson. I yeah. I just, okay, Tucker Carlson. Got it. I refuse. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's so not getting beat. The fact that <laughs> the fact that a judge ruled that no one can take him seriously, 
That was his defense. <laughs> and they ruled that, yeah, that's true. You cannot take this man seriously and you should not. And he's still on the air. He's still on the air with the dude that owned the horse that won the Kentucky Derby and will never race again. And it's not the horse's fault. It's the trainer's fault. And it's not that he's grinding up cracks somewhere in a back alley. That horse had nothing to do with it. He just unfortunately was the one that got caught. You're right. It was it was the horse's pimp. The horse's pimp got him addicted. Nice. That's <laughs> how it starts. They started young. You too. But that's how you get that's how you get into the 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 horse trafficking trade is that you get him hooked on drugs. And that's what his pimp did. The horse pimp <laughs> got him hooked on drugs. And got him into the horse trafficking ring. Wow. I just need one more hit. <laughs> just one, one more, more hit. hit. One more hit. Well, you got to work for it, bitch. And then he bitch slaps the horse. <laughs> the bitch, the, 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 after the bitch slapped the horse, the horse, the horse falls down. It's like a. Like oh a, my God. <laughs> and he's clutching his cheek like, oh my God, what did I do? Next thing you know, he's racing with a black eye. What happened? I fell down the stairs. I fell down the stairs. <laughs> But you know what didn't kill him? Cigarettes. Cigarettes didn't kill him. Well, that's a sound argument in my book. Yeah. <laughs> rubble, 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 rubble. <laughs> this is the random shit we talk about, kids. We love it. Oh, all right. So something that I've been wanting to talk about um, was uh, close calls. Um you know, we've all had that story where uh, we've all avoided serious injury and or death uh, at some point in our lives. However, in the industry, uh, your percentage of one of those two things happening increases uh, exponentially. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been in the industry for 15 years and can definitely vouch for that. Um, you know, you almost fall off something, something falls off and almost lands on you. Uh, it's just a matter of how close was it? How close was your experience? Oof. And you got to think about it. When you've been in the industry so long, you're just like, what? oh no. Which, which time? Which yeah, exactly. Time? That's more what it is. It's like, oh, which, which time and how much do I? Hmm. What year was it? Oh, yeah. Wait, was it this A lot year? of that. A lot of that for yeah. me. And then you're just like, oh, you know what? That was actually a pretty bad year. What was going on <laughs> in my life? Then you start regretting your choices of that particular year because of how many close calls and you have to wonder. You've been pissed off this whole time. You're like, that motherfucker almost killed me. Then you realize, no, you know what? He, I, I probably had it coming and he was doing it on purpose. Like <laughs> that was your near death experience. Your wake up call to stop. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. And uh, it just, maybe it wasn't close enough for some people. And you got to wonder, is that why? Is that why they actually got hit versus the near miss? I don't know. <laughs> All I know is, let's see, I've, I've I've almost had hooks dropped on my head. Like, it was like right there. I mean, worth, within inches. And by the time I heard heads, there, there was nowhere to go. I was right next to a lift and the chain was dropping in. We were, we were, dro we were doing a loadout, you know? You're, you're expecting the chain to come in, right? So by the time I actually heard heads, like, not enough time. Not enough time. I just stood there. I'm just like, I'm just going to let this happen. I'm just going to let this happen. We're going to see what happens. Because that's, that's how close he was. By the, by the time I heard heads, that hook was already, you know, it was only a 25-foot ceiling. Oh, yeah, so if you hear it, yeah. It's, it's too yeah. late. It's too late. You have to have, like, some serious fucking reflexes like a cat 
to like be able to hear it when the person finally calls heads and then to be able to react to it. So it was just one of those that by the time I heard it, I didn't have a choice. I'm, I was working there and I'm just like, there's nothing I can do. And somehow that hook right by my head landed on the pile of chain. He dropped it straight. It wasn't, it didn't lean. It didn't fling. It dropped straight down and missed me. Whoa. That was my close call. Uh-huh. Right? Nope. Nope. You, that know, person, you, you nope. never forget that. <laughs> well, okay. So I know the person that did it, um, him and I are actually really, really close. We're like, well, that's good. So, yeah, we are. He, he came down immediately. He was like, it, it got out of my hands and you know how some of those hooks are. Some of them are fucking nasty as shit. Oh yeah. And, and you just lose it. And he felt terrible and he wasn't, he was an experienced rigger. So he tried calling heads as quick as he could. As soon as he felt like he had lost it, he tried calling heads. Um, but him and I, you know, he came down and he, he was like so grateful that it didn't hit me. Uh, I can't even imagine what would have happened if it did, but, uh, you know, I knew it wasn't his fault. It's, it, it's situations where, you know, that person was being dumb. Yeah. You had a close call and you're just like, I will hate you forever. <laughs> ever. But then you have the people you're just like, okay, you really didn't mean to do that. You weren't doing anything stupid. It just slipped out of your hand and somehow didn't hit me. You know? Ever been electrocuted in the lift? Yep. Only shock. A couple times. A couple times. I was working uh, in my uh, not uh, California life back in Florida, and I'm in a ceiling. I I was in a lift going up to the power that was in the ceiling, and the the cable had been, like, knotted, twisted, you know, like, just... it, It was not coming out. It was done. So I was like, okay... Here's what we're going to do. We we are going to clip the cable. Go shut the breaker off. I was like, yeah, no problem. Comes back like five minutes later. I'm like, great. Did you shut it off? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No problem. If you've never been. If you've never tried to cut a cable, it's, you know, tough. And if you've never tried to cut one that's live, there's this interesting thing that happens. Your Let's body. Be specific. Let's be specific really quick. Uh, the cable being oh yes what? oh the cable being uh, this was at least a, a nice into Edison uh, fourteen two extension cable so it was a thicker cable but it was going into uh, regular standard into your house wall Edison power okay. so it wasn't anything massive all right we're not talking like it's a Saco or no or no no it was fortunately something. it was fortunately something very simple that being said when you're thirty feet in the air. You make that connection, you clip the cable, and the cable is still live. Your body goes into this weird kind of fight or flight, but it's an instantaneous one where suddenly you get spidey sense because everything slowed down. Yeah. I felt like every like every hair stand up. It yep. went white. I dropped everything out of my hand. Thank God. I don't know how that happened. I'm really happy that happened. They didn't have to like I was not getting fried constantly, but it was loud and then i like hit the lift uh four and all i hear is hey um i think i turned off the wrong breaker and, and that's when i took a five minute break uh that was terrifying and if i never do that again i'll be real happy <laughs> wow 
Evan, you got one, buddy? On what? The are we Close talking about? Oh yeah. I've had, I've had a couple of times where, uh, well, my big one was I was working in a, this is the last time I ever did something without a ground guy. Um, I had another guy in a lift with me and we were, it was four in the morning. We'd been, we 20 hours straight kind of thing. Uh, we were adjusting some verlocks on a hanging sign. Nobody else in the exhibit hall, no nothing. And we needed to reach out like another foot and a half and so i put my foot on the on the lift uh put the dead man switch down and just reached back thought i had the button thought i had the right button to extend the basket instead it was the basket tilt forward oh. and i hit that button and both of us almost went over the railing i mean we were completely vertical our uh, horizontal Holy and shit. um yeah that was the the last time i ever did anything without somebody on the ground below me wow yeah well people a lot of people do really dumb stuff when they don't have a ground person because they're just like oh yeah. i can do it i just knock it out it's just like no. and we were so tired that you know we weren't thinking straight either and yeah yeah and and you know that that happens you know people especially during production load ins uh people forget that we're still human too they're just they're they're so focused on getting their show off the ground on mm -hmm. time looking perfect and they forget that we're human and you know i'm sorry that the plan didn't go accordingly like you wanted but you know we're doing the best that we can but you can't you can't keep pushing people to that brink and expect them to keep going and not make mistakes and yeah. that's wow Wow. That's really what I'm hoping we come out of the pandemic with is that we don't push ourselves to the degree yeah. that we did. I hope so too. I'll admit freely that I did enough stupid shit when I was on a 15 hour day and I just, I wanted yeah. to get out of there. But you know, right now we're going to see the entrance of smart of smaller shows. Great. Smaller shows are great. Let's start off with some, some of those for a little while, but let's not, try to get them all done, you know, so quickly that we're out and done. Let's take the time and do them right. And I, I really hope that that's what that comes across. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, mm -hmm. Me too. It, it's just, you know, we, OSHA and ANSI and all of them are, we're, we're steadily coming, coming out with more rules for uh, the entertainment industry because so many accidents were, were happening. And it just seemed like every year, did you hear about this one thing? Uh, you're just like, is that the event of the year? Is that the, is that the, <laughs> you know, the, the devastating deadly thing that fucking happened this year? Like, I, I remember going to our seminars and everyone's just like, all right, who wants to talk about that LED wall that fell in this city? Did y'all see the pictures? Did y'all see the report? Did you hear about the circus act where all the girls came crashing down and they were all severely injured? Did you see the report on that? And, you know, it's, and in the end, it just came came down to uh, bad planning, piss poor decisions in terms of rigging because they they were like, oh well, this this should be fine. It should yep. be fine. And it's exactly. just like you're not listening to the professionals. You're just trying to get it done. And it's yeah, it's mm, it's just it's such it makes me so mad. But um, all right. So really quickly. Um, Evan, I know your time is short because I was running late because I'm an asshole. Uh, but uh, do you want to do 30 seconds of Fury for us, buddy? 
Sure, I'll hit you up for 30 seconds. My, <laughs> mine, mine isn't even industry related. Mine's, mine's about cars. Cause it's, been a, it's been a hell of a week, man. I, I lost it. my transmission, went out in my truck. Hold on, uh, hold on. Let me start the clock. Oh, start, start your timer. Start your <laughs> timer. Give me a countdown. Don't All right, let, let's go. I'm ready to go. I'm diving oh, in. He's so eager. All right. I know. <laughs> Three, two, one, go. So last week, transmission went out in my truck. So it was fantastic, you know, and that's what I used to make my living on the weekends, pulling that trailer. So that kind of screwed me over on that. And then my motorcycle, I go to drive it, start it. I take off, go to go to work, and it dies on me halfway to work. I got to walk the rest of the way to work. So my son has an old 89 Mercury that uh, we got from his grandma. And I went to go take that, and the radiator blew up in that and left me stranded on the side of the road yesterday. So it's been a good day. <laughs> Yeah, that was 30 seconds. Dang, man. That's uh oh, car repairs. Fantastic. Right. Yeah, always on a good top time. Of everything else, just on top yeah. of everything else. Because like we, we had a huge, huge hailstorm here a couple weeks back. And you weren't were you in town for that? Did you hear about that though? Mm -hmm. So I my my house got hit with that. And I was in uh another part of dallas when that happened and that storm didn't hit that part of dallas just fort worth so all the rest of my cars got hail damage my roof got hail damage uh hus dude was home when it happened and uh yeah it it was like i had to put a sign on my door all right on my front door telling people i'm taking final exams don't knock i'm not going to answer <laughs> these motherfuckers you know what i'm gonna save that for 30 seconds of fury i uh, you know i was wondering what i was gonna talk about i'm gonna talk about that fucking okay there you go yeah uh that that helped me a whole lot okay i'll, I'll save it i'll save it i'll save it um all right but yeah thank you evan for uh for joining us you're welcome thank you my pleasure much. I hope that you could join us again. Uh, we're always we're always looking for more guests, and we always love talking, telling stories, and uh, you being in the wedding industry and it's booming right now. So I'm sure yes, you'll have plenty more to talk about yeah. the next time you join us. Definitely. So Thank looking you, forward to it. So for those of you out there listening, hintity hint hint. Go where go where the money is, like we always do. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Exactly. Go get married. We need yeah. the money. Go get married. Yep, exactly. We can use it. <laughs> but, sir, you take care of yourself now, all right? All right. Thank Bye. you, guys. Bye. Thank you, sir. Bye. I think we need 30 seconds of fury on... Well, we're going to find out. <laughs> all right. It's my turn for 30 seconds of yes, fury. Yes, it is all your right. turn in three, two, one, go. What the fuck is up with solicitors? You guys don't ring doorbells anymore. You fucking knock. You caught on to the ring thing that if you knocked on the fucking door versus the ringing the fucking ring doorbell, all right? I'll answer my door through the ring. I don't want to answer my door. There's a reason I have a fucking ring doorbell. It's because I don't want to fucking talk to you. Catch the hint. It's a pretty subtle hint. If you see a ring, it says, fuck you. Now go away. Thank you. Time. Do you guys have Mormons there? 
Um, I've seen them. I've seen a couple ride through here, but they don't knock on my door. I wonder why. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no. Right after the hailstorm, every single day, five, six, seven times a day, knock, 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 or some people would ring the doorbell. And I had to put a sign on my door that said, please do not disturb me. I am taking exams. I cannot answer the door and I will not. And they left me alone then after that. But it was like, I have to, I have to reduce to this. We're well over a week past the hailstorm, And I left the sign up because there were still people walking through the neighborhood. Every single oh. yard, but my yard has a roofer sign on it. And that's just because wow. I didn't want to deal with, uh, I haven't dealt with my insurance yet. We're waiting for some of the hoopla to die down. Right. Sure. And I, and I was taking exams. Um, every single yard has a roofer sign in it. I had roofers telling me, can I just give you a sign so people will stop knocking on your door? <laughs> Dead serious. Dead serious. They were like, I'll give you a sign just so people will stop knocking on your door. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, thank you. And that's what gave me the idea to write the sign about my exams. I was like, what the fuck twilight shit is this? I'd never seen such a thing. Like we, when I first moved into my house, I, we got hit by an F-Zero uh, tornado. Mm -hmm. And my roof, when we had the home inspection done, they said, you know, next major storm, claim your roof. Just go ahead and knock it out. I'm like, all right, no big deal. We'll wait till the next major storm. It's Texas. It's bound to happen any spring now. <laughs> um, and uh, sure shit. Yeah. Uh, if fall. Fall? No, the following spring. The following spring, F-Zero F tornado hit. And, uh, now it didn't hit us directly. We, we didn't have any structural damage or anything, but, uh, it did hit, we did have to hide in the bathroom and all that stuff. And, uh, sure. and, and that was, that was a story. Please don't let me forget the story. This is a good story. But, um, <laughs> so we, uh, we claimed the roof and we got it all done. We got it all replaced. Uh, but even after that F zero tornado did not have that many roofers come knocking on my door, we still had to hunt roofers down to try to come fix our roof after an F zero actual tornado, but a fucking hailstorm, you know, crapping out a bunch of fucking baseball size hail balls. And now I have every roofer in the state of fucking Texas coming in, knocking on my door. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like seriously. And I was out to be honest. I was also waiting for the, uh, the fucking car insurance people, but you probably won't see that. <laughs> no, they'll just call you. No, the, the, well, no, I didn't even get a call. Oh, didn't even get a call. Didn't even get no, the call. Those guys are hiding. Home, the home insurance guys, they knew better. The car insurance guys are just like, oh, no, no English. No English. <laughs> um, but it says uh, English one, Spanish two. So I pressed one for English. No English. <laughs> Press other button. <laughs> Not Spanish. Then what are you? Bad English. <laughs> so, all right. So the story of, of the F-Zero tornado. Uh, I grew up in the North. I grew up right uh, in Tornado Alley. Um, and sure. so I got very used to dealing with 
tornado sirens and tornadoes rolling through. Uh, Illinois uh, was renowned for, for it. Uh, Joliet is actually known for being missed frequently by tornadoes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the city of Plainfield, where I went to high school, uh, they were known for having a huge one rip through their high school and tore the fuck apart. Oh, my God. Plainfield is right next to Joliet. It That fucking tornado missed Joliet. I don't know what the hell's up with Joliet. Maybe it just doesn't like the prison. I don't know. Joliet's <laughs> known for its prison. But, yes, it um, is. So, yeah, I, I just think that for some reason, God's just like, you know what? We're going to spare Joliet because we need that prison. But, um... So I'm I'm just used to it. I'm used to uh, hurricanes because of Florida. I'm used to tornadoes because of Tornado Alley. I'm just used to this type of severe weather. And so the the night of the F zero tornado, it's the middle of the night. It's it's probably about three in the morning. Um, we had my stepdaughter uh, with us. Uh, she had just started going to high school, uh, and my husband is uh, Floridian through and through. He's used to hurricanes. Yeah, um, me too. I know that and. One. But the thing with hurricanes is that that is very different than just a straight tornado. Yes. Very different. Um, I've been in both and I know. Yeah, exactly. It's unless you've lived it, it's really hard to explain the difference, but there is a substantial difference. The the wind is different. The debris is different. Hail uh, hurricanes. You don't typically see hail. Not Um, usually. Not usually. Uh, I'm not, that's not to say that tornadoes don't happen in hurricanes. They absolutely do. Yes. The upper right quadrant. Yes. But you will never know it. Because the wind is blowing so constantly for so long, you wouldn't know that you were about yep. to be hit by a tornado. So it's yep. just, it's a different experience. <laughs> Completely different beast. So when you deal with just a tornado, you know, at that moment, you are in imminent danger. Hurricane, not so much. In a tornado situation, you know, you're in imminent danger. So if you go from hearing uh, just a, a, a wind to a freight train, you know that you are in danger of dying. You are fucked royally. And and that's not the entertainment fuck. This is no, I'm no, going that's to proper die fucked. fucked. Yeah, this is the proper fucked. I'm not going to laugh about this maybe later. Um <laughs> you know, like when you get hurt and you like try now. not to laugh until you're okay and then everybody starts <laughs> laughing because you're a dumbass. So <laughs> so so uh we're all sleeping and uh I wake up because I usually I'm a pretty light sleeper. Um and I could hear the wind and I'm listening to it. And I'm like, this is, this is not a good wind. This is a bad wind. Like I'm having flashbacks when type of wind. Right. Um, and I'm like, okay, listening, listening, it's getting louder. And I'm like, can I hear the sirens? Now the sirens here in Texas will go off. If, if the wind exceeds 70 miles an hour, All oh. right? it will go off. So whether there's a tornado or not, the sirens will go off. However, it was so loud, I couldn't hear the sirens. Whoa. Yes. So I'm listening and I'm like, hearing it, hearing it, I hear the sirens. And as soon as I realized that I could hear the sirens, that's when our phones went off. Seek shelter. Okay, cool. I climb out of bed. I am cool as a cucumber because by now I had already processed that this is going to happen. Panicking is not going to help. So I'm cool as a cucumber. Wake up the Huzz dude. Wake up. We need to seek shelter right now. Get the dog. Fuck the cats. Fuck the cats will be fine. <laughs> well, I'm serious. The cats will be fine. The dog doesn't know what the hell's happening. The cats are just like, oh shit, I'm going to go hide under something. I'll be fine. 
you know, they'll run <laughs> off. They might come back later. But the dog, he doesn't, he has no fucking idea what's going on. He's old as fuck. So we need to go get the dog. I'm like, go get the dog. So I get up and I go into my daughter's room. I'm like, wake up, grab your blanket, get into the bathroom right now. So she's of course like a sleepy haggard. I'm just like, just get, get your blanket. Let's go get in the bathtub. Don't, don't ask questions. Hus dude, <laughs> Hus dude starts to panic. He starts to panic. <laughs> now he's mm. like I said, he only understands hurricanes. We we know hurricanes are coming a full week For or two weeks. out. Yeah. Yes, we we are mentally prepared. That's why we have hurricane parties. We get stupid yep. drunk, and oh we're God. just like, if we're going to die, we're going to die drunk. Yes. Right. So you you live your best life up until you know, and. uh but in this case, it was, he knew we were in imminent danger and he started to panic and he didn't know what to do. He started wandering the house. He just started wandering. Yes, this is, this, this happens huh. guys. This, this is a, this is one of those fight or flight reactions. Okay. Um, okay. Now I, I'm a student of psychology. I, I've, uh, I am, I'm working towards my bachelor's in psychology, but this is, this is one of those flight or fight or flight uh, things. He wasn't sure how he could approach this because it's not something he can control. Mm-hmm. It's not anything he a hundred percent knew how to deal with. The mm-hmm. adrenaline wasn't to the point where everything slows down and you can think methodically. Yep. Right. It was Love just, that. it was just panic. He's like, yeah. okay, we're in danger. And I actually don't know what to do. And so I had to tell him, get into the bathroom, stop wandering the house, get over here, but, but, but shut up. Get over here. <laughs> Nothing matters. You got the dog? Cool. Get the fuck in here. And we waited uh, and, and, and it passed by us. Like I said, it was only an F zero, still strong winds. It still, it, it still got relatively close to us, but it was an experience of, you know, when, when you're dealing with such an extreme situation and even, you know, earlier you were talking about how things slowed down the adrenaline. Um, same thing when the hook almost hit my head. It sure. did slow down. It did slow yeah. down. I probably could have moved if I had so chosen. But the yeah. thing was, it was like, at this point, where do I go that I might not just cause more harm to myself? Yeah. Where's the hook going? I don't know. I can't look up because it's right beside me. It's right me. there, yeah. Is it coming in at an angle? If I do move, am I actually going into the path of it or not? So at that point, it was stay still. That's all I could do. Um, for you everything slowed down you realized that you had dropped stuff in your hands and you were glad it did and then you hit the ground and then everything spud back up again in a moment of panic you either your your fight or flight will either kick in or it won't if it doesn't that's what happens you find people who wander not mm. sure what to do mm-hmm. they literally cannot process the event that is happening to them because it's so foreign to them. Oh, okay. So it's a almost a form of post-traumatic stress. Okay. It's, it's one of those things that could lead to post-traumatic stress is that it's something so severe and you didn't know how to handle it and it mentally will scar you. Sure. So yeah, it's it leads to mass confusion. So like if you've ever thought about when a natural disaster has happened or you know, when 9-11 happened or the Unabomber or any of those like really serious, it, it, I mean, it's funny to say that, but I, I think no, back no, to it's the, right. it, you think back to the footage of when it happened, 
And you see people, you see some people being heroes and helping the injured, but then you just see these people who are just wide-eyed and lost, completely lost. They don't know what to do. They don't know what happened to them. And it was just blah. So it's, it's very interesting to watch the human psyche uh, of how a person handles that type of extreme, extreme stress. And it was, it was just fascinating to me because to me, it was to, to go and, and take shelter from a tornado. It was second nature. Okay, yeah. cool. Calmly get up. You, you get what's important. People, a pet. If, if, if the pet is there, don't go looking for your pet, please. For the nope. love of God, don't go no. looking for your pet. But if the pet is right there, get the pet. But make sure everybody is 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 safe. And yeah, it's it's very interesting to watch. Um, I, I always find it very sad to watch those videos where people are wandering around, just not sure what to do. Were you in uh, Florida for the year of the hurricane? Yes. Where were you? We're talking Charlie, right? Charlie Francis Ivan uh, Rita. Uh, I was, I can't remember what city, um, I was in central Florida. I had actually left with a roommate to go stay in a cinder block house that had been in existence since the 1950s. Yes. Um, so for, that was for Charlie, uh, all the rest of them, uh, pretty much, we just got drenched a whole lot, <laughs> but, uh, Charlie was the worst one, obviously. And, uh, so I was in that house and I remember being on the phone during the worst of it. It was night. Uh, Charlie hit yeah. right. It hit right before very, dusk. yeah right before dusk it was real quick very quick the first bands hit very hard yep. um and then when the heart of it hit it was yeah like i said it's like hearing a constant tornado so you never know yeah. when you're in danger and so i was talking on the phone with my mother actually at the time and uh you know i was telling her, i was like you know we're we're okay you know we're we're having our little hurricane party it's not a big deal and then the next thing i know every single window in that house shattered yeah pow just yep internally blew up and we had duct tape uh x's on the windows to try to keep that from happening now that what that did was all that does is it doesn't keep the windows from shattering it keeps it no, from exploding from exploding yeah yes that's so that's uh you know it we were pretty much under the assumption that was going to happen um and this house was actually near a lake too so we uh we what we think happened was we actually had a water cyclone near us yeah you had a caused, water spout yeah, we had a water spout near us and that caused the windows to blow out, uh, trees to come down, power lines to come down. It was it was devastation everywhere. Um, but the house stood. We were safe once once it blew out. Like, yeah, we we did the stupid thing of going and wandering. Um, but, yeah. we didn't go in, but we didn't go in the streets. We just walked around the lake. So just to just to be specific, we did not go into the streets until morning when it was daylight because we did not want to step on any electrical lines. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, we, we ended up crashing there that night. Uh, we had one working vehicle amongst all the vehicles because uh, one person, and that was the person I rode in with, mm -hmm. uh, parked her car at a bank that had no trees around it. Yes. So uh, four of us were able to drive out of there and go back to our apartment, which if we would have stayed in our apartment would have been fine because nothing happened there. I was in lovely and scenic winter park and it was at that time winter park was going through, um, a huge fight with, um, it wasn't Florida power. 
was Progress. I don't remember which mm-hmm. energy company had. I think I want to say it was Progress Energy. Mm-hmm. It was out of North Carolina, but they were having this huge fight about whether they go like Orlando did and just buy up all the power lines and buy up all this. They have to issue a bond or whether they just stay with you know how it was. So Progress Energy being a bunch of assholes decided, well, here's the thing. Winter Park is in the middle of Orlando. They'll get power restored soon enough. So they cut a lot of Winter Park first to try to save the grid. Now, I was in not the good Winter Park because there's two parts. Mind you, there's 32789. And then there's 32792. I was in 9-2. And let me tell you, there's a difference between, you know, the services that you get. One is Winter Park. The other is eh, Winter Park, I guess. (laughs) So we cracked all of our windows. I didn't have windows blow out, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. However, uh, I was in a shitty bunch of essentially college apartments. Uh, I wasn't going to. They were usually apartments Uh, that'll get edited because. Yeah. Um, So we cracked all of our windows. Nothing blew out, but everything melted like the walls melted in because basically there was holes on the outside wow reason i bring that up is because speaking of people who wander during panic events like so i had satellite uh tv never went out lost power before that happened but when that finally did happen and my ex-wife and her family was there um my my ex-brother-in-law was doing that this is a one-bedroom apartment 700 square feet the only reason that everyone came over was because there's not a lot that can fucking happen. Like it, it's not going to collapse on anything. It's a tiny ass apartment. Yeah. But they're all there. We're all crammed in. And I'm like, you know, doing the thing of getting it here, cracking the windows going, okay, here we go. And as soon as like we lost power, I was like, yep, that's it. So let's just try to get some sleep because that's all we can do. And he's up like pacing back and forth. That's what made me think of that because I'm like, there's nothing we can do. Nothing else we can do. I'm going to sleep now because that's about the only thing I can control mm-hmm. at six in the morning. When I woke up, I was like, it, it was that eerie, the weirdest sunrise ever. It was super clear. Yeah. Which even for Florida, it was super clear, mm-hmm. super vibrant colors, which yep. they always say, you know, that that happens, you know, after a hurricane. Yeah. The sky is very clear. <clears throat> so we're walking around. I'm like, this is the eye, isn't it? This is the eye of the hurricane. I see clouds over there. I see clouds over there. This is the eye. We should get back inside. Nothing happened for a few hours. I'm like, all right, we're done. Everyone got in their car. They went their way. Uh, during that, uh, so we we had Charlie, then Francis, then Ivan. Uh, Rita was so far up north, it didn't really matter. Um, oh, no, wait. You're, you're Ivan was so far up north. Uh, Ivan was the one that came yeah. through quick and then went up north. Yeah. Francis is the one that sat there in the in the Bahamas pinged around for like three days and then decided to come ashore because I evacuated Francis. to Atlanta. Francis and Jean, both of them. Jean was the other one. Oh, Jean was the other one. Yeah, it was for it was it was Charlie, Francis, Jean, and uh, Wilma. Oh God, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Ivan also Ivan tore through as well. Yeah, yeah. Rita I, hit. I mean, it, it, Ivan didn't necessarily hit us. It sideswiped us. It also uh, hit the panhandle more than it did us. Yeah, yeah. It it for for Central Florida, it sideswiped. Mm-hmm. What I remember is in that moment of, I mean. Later, I would find out I wouldn't have power for six weeks. That place, we got fema out. You know, they they like they wow. wrote us a check and we're like, lost my record collection, but here's a check. You know, we got a new place like, you know, within that. And then we moved in and that's when um, 
that's when not Rita, but uh, that's when Gene hit. So I moved like, and I, I had no power for that time. My parents fortunately lived by the airport. Best thing about being uh, living by an airport in a disaster. Yeah. Those power lines are underground. There you go. Yeah. Yep. So I learned that one quick, but yeah, that yeah. was a, that kid, people who, who don't, who had, don't have control over situation. You're right. They pace. I slept. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't even call it pacing. It was wandering because mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. Was, there was no purpose to it. Yeah. Like they, they, they. It, it was yes. It was kind of like a speed walking where you would think it was pacing. Yeah. It was really, just wandering because yeah, they, it was they, aimless. Yeah. Yeah. They. It was completely aimless. They don't have and, a purpose. They're trying to find their purpose, but they don't know what the purpose is. And his was the same way. You know, again, it was a like it was a a, a room here that had a bed and a room here that had a living room. It wasn't like that was. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. much you could do. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's. Um, I think on that depressing note, um, <laughs> we should call it here. Yeah. Probably. All right, we'll wrap it up. All right, guys, that is that rounds up our episode of Union Dues. Will gig for beer. This was kind of a mix and match kind of a show where so, it was like, yeah, weird topics. All over. Weird. It really was kind of all over the place. Uh, yeah, we we had to have our guests cut out short, but you know, it's it's fine. Life happens, and but we're just here to keep talking about the funny stuff. And you know, as always, we post every Friday. We will be back again and shooting more stuff. Um, and yeah, we have some, we have some good, good guests lined up for our next few shows. So I'm oh, yeah. really excited about that. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. I, I really look forward to it. They all have different backgrounds and it's, it's going to be fun. And, uh, yeah. So, and in the meantime, guys, stay tuned. We are, uh, as you know, we're on every platform. We're going to try to be on YouTube, hopefully here soon. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we look forward to you to keep on listening. So I am, uh, your host, Dylan Vickers. And I'm Alan Heath Fletcher. We'll catch you on the flip side. Bye.